kind of like in the way that your pets act, you know, whether they're nurturing or just obedient, those kind of things. So that's pet play. You guys are cool as fuck. Welcome to a very kinky episode of Hello and Goodbye. <laughs> I was wondering why you were so, um, <laughs> like, enthusiastic. That's great. Oh, yeah. So, I'm Leanna. I'm Jared. And this is the wildest episode we have ever had. Yeah, it was really fun. I love how my, my favorite point of the interview is at one point in the middle of it, you just stop everything and you're like, you guys are cool as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you gave away the best part! <laughs> no, seriously, like, the whole... And Cammie and Nikki are amazing. Yeah, they're and super And they're cool. super hot and really talented and really smart. Yep. They're um, they co- they're co-hosts of the Double Team podcast. Mm-hmm. They're twins and they talk about kink. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like a really cool podcast. You guys should go check it out. I cannot wait for you guys to hear this interview. Yeah, me too. Um, just a heads up, the audio is a little not the best. There's there, some stuff with the mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, we tried to fix as much as we can, but bear with us. Yeah. It's worth it. Absolutely. Okay, so let's get into some housekeeping stuff. Yeah. So first, stop what you're doing right now. Or, you know, you can also be listening as you do this. <laughs> Go over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating and maybe a review. That would be awesome. Yeah, it helps our podcast be seen and it helps us grow. You can also review on, or I'm sorry, you can also rate on Spotify now. Yep. So we appreciate all the new ratings that are coming in. Yeah, thanks. And then we have a Patreon account, which is like going to start getting a little bit of a makeover, like a glow up. Oh, okay. Yeah. You love that term. I do. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So like um, patreon.com slash hello and goodbye podcast. And you can subscribe to basically like pledge a little bit each month to directly support the show. And the glow up is that we're going to start posting more regular, like special Patreon only episodes, uh, mini episodes where we're talking about our favorite reality TV shows. Yeah. So we're going to talk about bachelor what happened with clayton on the bachelor this week we're going to talk about love is blind yeah um i watched the finale of love is blind last night and was like am i fucking crying like i was like am i gonna cry (laughs) i cannot wait to talk about it so they'll just be like short episodes basically on our take of what has been going on yeah and we, we might talk about we might talk some reality here on our you know full episodes from time to time but you know for for our full takes yeah go and, over there and, and guys our lowest tier is three dollars yeah so just pledge the three dollars it's 36 bucks a year oh yeah that's right a lot. right that's yeah. like less than eating out <laughs> and um and then you can listen to our our new bonus episodes too yeah yeah okay so the last thing is my favorite company <laughs> ever uh-huh. uh v fresh yep so v fresh is a woman-owned company that helps empower women to take back their vaginal health so i personally have struggled with vaginal issues including um, yeast infections and bacterial vaginosis and pelvic pain and all of the shame that can come from that and um i know cammy and nikki are huge advocates too especially when you're like potentially having sex with different partners mm-hmm. um and basically what they offer is products that help you 
kind of help yourself at home. And they're organic, they're natural products. There's a boric acid suppository that can help you balance the pH. So I would recommend using one after sex. Um, if you work out a lot, using one to maintain your pH. Then if you're in mm. sweaty yoga clothes, mm -hmm. you can use before and after your period. Um, and it will also treat and prevent yeast and bacterial infections. Um, and then they have a, a supplement to help keep your bladder health really healthy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Is there a better way I could have said that? No, it's great. Okay. <laughs> um, and then they have other things like they have a wash, uh -huh. they have wipes, they have a lube which is really awesome. I've been using the V Gentle, which is the V Wash on my face, mm -hmm. and been having way less like skin problems. Nice. Again, it's not rec it's no. not like they're not pushing it yes. to use on your face, but I saw it in like a group. Someone yeah. was using it and I've been using it on my face morning and night and it's made a drastic difference. Um, can I tell you something funny? So our, our listeners might not know this, but I sometimes shower at your like family's house when I'm Did like you use it? swinging by. Well, I was like, look, I was like rinsing off because I had just worked out and you and I were going to a dinner and I'm like looking for soap and I'm like, oh, here's some. <laughs> but like luckily I picked it up and it was like I was like oh be gentle I was like I can't just use this as my body wash like I don't think well that did would you work. use it on your manhood no because you can actually no, well, because I feel like I'm like this is a, this is the good stuff I don't want to like waste stuff. it on me I you wouldn't care, have cared if you used on your face and your little manhood <laughs> I mean the truth is is like if you're sleeping with someone and like they can use it on their dick too. Oh, interesting. And it helps keep them clean and fresh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and also, like, if you've already used the one-time code, like, have your partner or your mom or your sister or your dad, because we decided dads should be supportive, yeah, too. Absolutely. Um, get the product for you. Perfect. Okay, so it's a one-time code. Hello 2022. Mm -hmm. You're going to go to vfresh.com, V-E-E-Fresh.com. Use the code HELLO2022 at checkout for 10% off your order. It is a one-time code. I promise you, you're going to be obsessed with the product. Yep. So buy in bulk. Yeah. I use it weekly, can daily. Cannot recommend enough. That's awesome. Okay. Okay. All right. So we're going to do like some quick updates because we want to get you guys to go quick hits. Like a little quickies. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Because we want to get to the episode. Um, you want to go first, friend? Sure. Uh, so I'm still talking to the person that you're infatuated with that I've been talking to. Yeah. Um, lots of like FaceTiming and um, it's been fun. I think I think I told you this the other day at our dinner, but like something that's interesting to me that I'm curious about your take on is like um, when you're talking to someone and you're in this like super excited, like honeymoony phase or whatever, how do you balance like being excited and like saying all of the things of like, I think you're great without like getting yourself too in over your head. Cause like one of the things I did that like we, or that, like, that the two of us do when we talk is like, um, you know, we like, Oh, I think you're great. I really like you and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then also like laughing about like, well, we also still don't know each other that well. And also like this may all still blow up. Right. 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 Like, I don't know. What would you do? <sighs> well, it's hard because like, I, 
I'm totally against game playing, game playing. Mm -hmm. So like purposefully holding back on things that you like really want to express to the person. Yeah. But also like, I think that just keeping in check with yourself and with whoever you're talking to, like to not love bomb, you know, yeah. to not talk about your future kids and like that you're going to move together and, mm -hmm. and things like that, because it, the more you talk about the future, the other person might get their hopes up and you don't know what's going to happen. And you're yeah. right. Like you don't know each other. Um, and then I think the advice I gave you last week was to just like purposefully slow it down. Yeah. You know, and like just be conscientious of how much you're texting them, how how much energy and time you're giving to the person, because however, like the amount of time you give to the person in the beginning is not sustainable for the rest of the relationship. Mm -hmm. So to like set a precedent of, precedent of being like okay i'm gonna make sure i text this person before lunch break after work versus like stopping while i'm working to yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know to like mm -hmm. so that i'm distracted and not actually focusing on what i'm supposed to focus on and this is all stuff that i struggle with too yeah so like this is all easier said than done <laughs> um but no I, I mean i don't think you should necessarily hold back but i also like have had exes you know, ask me to move in with them three weeks in, tell me they love me four weeks in. And like, I just wish they didn't. I mm. wish that they were able to just like pull back a little bit and set more boundaries or, or that I was able to set more boundaries yeah. and be like, Hey, we're not going to spend as much time together. Hey, that feels really fast. Um, and, and what happens is they say it and then I get pulled in and I'm like, oh my gosh, they really love me. Like, this is really exciting. And so I'm just going to like go with this, even though like my gut, which is why I think I like pull back mm -hmm. like about three weeks in. It's weird. It's like the same thing every time um, is because it's like, it doesn't feel right. Yeah. Hmm. Good advice. Thanks friend. <laughs> what, how does that all sit with you? No, I mean, yeah. And I think that's sort of like, I'm trying to be cognizant of like, there's things you can say about like, hey, this is fun, you know, and I'm really enjoying getting to know you without like making promises. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm trying to do that. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a really healthy way to approach it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. I cannot wait. We're all on the edge of our seat. <laughs> okay, well, what's happening with you? Well, I'm I am preparing to go to Costa Rica right now. Yes. So I finally have my yoga retreat coming up. Um, it's been two years in the making. I'm like freaking out a little bit because I've been so busy. I haven't planned like any of my classes or anything mm. and international travel makes me a little anxious especially because like my mom is going with me Aww. and she's anxious about it so then i'm like taking on all her anxiety <laughs> but um i'm excited so i i'm heading there soon and i'm going to be teaching classes all week long and be in beautiful costa rica so follow me on instagram at underscore lana joan because you're going to see like way too many pictures in costa rica <laughs> that's great and that'll be interesting to see like this will be the first time that you're really immersed in like like your yoga business like yeah. all day every day yeah in like a while i know, know? i yeah. know because i i've been like really not doing yoga because yeah. all my injuries and then the pandemic and there's not a studio that i'm really interested in teaching at in redlands and yep. I mean, there's great studios. It's just I don't really fit into them, mm -hmm. and um, at least not yet. And so I've just kind of been taking a back seat, and now I'm like going in full force. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm really excited about that. And then I'm still hanging out with the the guy uh -huh. in our casual relationship. Yeah. Um, 
And I I had a, a freak out moment this week. Okay. It's three weeks, maybe four weeks. Like clockwork. Like clockwork. And um and I like I just noticed like he said something that, you know, he had told his sister. I could just tell he was getting really excited and I Oh, so so you notice like he it feels like he's starting to like really like you. Mm-hmm. And that's what triggered the freak it's, out. It's it's every time. Yeah, yeah. Every yeah. time. It's even with my ex-boyfriend, with my ex-boyfriend before that. So it's like I do think I'm anxious avoidant because mm. like I'm anxious in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, then I feel like they're in. Yeah. And I'm like, ah! and then I like run. Is it like I'm not sure if I like you? Like, you know, like, after after you're like, okay, they like me. And so what are the anxious, like, run thoughts? So, like the anx- so the anxiousness in the first three weeks is they're just using me. They're going to abandon me. They're not going to, like, they're going to, like, ghost me. Like, they um, just want sex. Like, all of that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. why am I not hearing from them more? Um, yeah. And so I get anxious if I don't get a text. Or I don't get anxious if they're not making plans and all of that. Yep. And so then I kind of like, remember I had asked this guy like, Hey, can we like, make sure you bring snacks, Yeah, yeah <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. And, um, and then he was like, okay, like I hear you. And then like, we planned a night to get Thai food and like watch a movie. And that night I could just feel like he was in. Interesting. And then I was like, is this what I want? Well, okay. But one way to maybe not over pathologize this is like, that anxious part of you is so like strong at the beginning and then once you get that reassurance it allows you to actually like explore your own feelings of whether or not you like them yeah maybe you know that could be it uh but but like but what i've found in the past though is like if i move through that i do really like them like you know both is it What was that? (laughs) (laughs) Both my Mm ex-boyfriends, once I was able to move through this and I pushed them away, like I push them away and I tell them, I'm not sure I like you, like I need space. Mm -hmm. And then once I push them away, then I'm like, oh my gosh, I really like this person. I don't want them to leave my life. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if I do really like them or if it's like just part of my attachment stuff of like, I just don't want to be abandoned. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like I push away so that I'm getting ahead of the abandonment. Yeah. And then I'm so worried to then not to then lose that person Mm -hmm. that then I come back and then I'm really scared that they're going to then abandon me. Mm -hmm. So I wonder like, what are you going to do this time? Well, we'll see. (laughs) I, I mean, I, I mean, I've, I've kind of, I've been fairly communicative with him. Mm-hmm. Um, like he, he called me that night after we hung out and just said, um, Hey, you said something that really bothered me. And I said some, I had said something that was just very flippant about our situation. Mm-hmm. And I think it was my way of like pushing him away. Interesting. And he called me like the first time ever in my life that a man has come to me with something something that bothered him. Wow. And he was just like, it really bothered me because it made me feel like I'm disposable. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's, how, how did you feel about that? I was just like, oh my gosh, like, thank you so much for like sharing your feelings with me. Yeah. 
Yeah, like, I mean, that's super cool that he's like a communicator. Yeah, I right? know. Yeah. And then I was like, honestly, like I, well, first of all, you're not disposable to me. Like I really care for you. It's not just sex, mm-hmm. but I'm also freaking out. Yeah. And he, he was like, I totally understand. And I was like, I think I just need a little bit of time. And so that's kind of where we are today. Okay. How do you feel right now? Um, I, I feel, um, I feel anxious about it. Mm. Like, like just like that I'm going to hurt him or that I, I feel like I just need space. Um, Mm. and so I think we'll probably, I'm not like going to ghost him or like, you know, not communicate with him, but I'm, I definitely probably need to have maybe another conversation. So, so you're still in like the pull away feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Stronger. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So we'll keep you guys updated keep, on that. Keep us posted. Okay, you'll have to stick around because we have two cliffhangers here. That's true. Um, okay, guys. Enjoy the interview. Enjoy the interview. It's, it's amazing. We'll yeah. see you at the end. Okay. So <laughs> I am so excited. We have already been laughing. We have the hosts of the Double Team Podcast, Nikki and Cami, here with us. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you for having us. Oh, We're I'm super so excited. excited. Yeah. How how did you guys meet? Um, I think <laughs> in the left testicle about 28 years and nine months ago. Yeah. We met during the battle of conception. And we thought, you know what? Let's stick together. Yeah. And then we, you know, like really entered the what is it? Fallopian tubes into which the egg. Of, which one of you came out first? Cammy, yeah, Cammy, yeah, okay. yeah. Ten minutes, ten before minutes Nikki. And funny story. So my mom didn't want to know um, the genders. So they, the doctors were like, "Oh, well, it, it might be like a boy and a girl." So that's what they prepared for. Mm-hmm. So everything in the closet was pink and blue. But oh then I came gosh. out first, and they named me Cammy. And then Nikki came out, and they're like. Oh, here comes Juan Pablo because that's, <laughs> that's the name they had picked out. I was, suppo- yeah, I was supposed to be Juan Pablo. And then I came out a girl and then they were like, oh. oh, so then they were like, well, let's go with my full name's Nicole. I go by Nikki, but they're like, let's go with Nicole. And that's how I got my name. But I was supposed to be Juan Pablo. That's so that I call her so Juan funny. Pablo. Yeah. Every year on our birthday, she's like, happy birthday, Juan Pablo. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love this. Now, um, Nikki, are you still late? Like, typically? No, actually, I would say, even though I was born second, I, I would, I'm, not that I want to say I'm the leader of the two of us. No, but she is. Yeah. But she you're, is. you're like the more punctual one and like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And N- Nikki, I would say like, you know, she's the alpha and then I'm like the omega. Yeah. So nice. we make a great pair, but like, usually like, I'll let her take the lead. Yeah. So I am taller too, about an inch. Oh, that must be why. Can't really tell here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Right now it's, you guys are, you just look farther away. Yeah. Yeah. She's like a little bit back. (laughs) We're recording at our friend's house. So yeah, we're we're visiting our friends because one just returned from a long deployment. So we're like on our way here because we live in LA, but they're in San Diego. Mm -hmm. On our way here, we're like, oh, we're going to have to record. They're like, oh, that's fine. Yeah. That's great. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on our show. We so appreciate you. We're excited. So I have an interesting story of how I found out about you guys. Ooh. Ooh, Oh, yes. That you don't know either. I'm excited. So you guys kind of know. But so basically, I matched with this guy on Bumble. 
And I, I was like trying to like think outside the box. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go younger. Like I'm going to set like, cause I'm 35 and I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to set it to like 26. Cause I do like younger guys. Yeah. Yeah. They're fun. I ended ended up matching with this guy and I try to be honest, like that. I have a podcast where I talk about sex and dating, Mm -hmm. but I never know like quite when to bring it up because I don't want men to automatically assume like I want to talk about sex with them. <laughs> yeah, I get that. <laughs> you know, and and or they they freak out. They think I'm just going to use them for fodder or like they're not sure or whatever. So anyway, I don't remember how it got brought up, but I this guy and I were like really connecting. Like we were messaging back and forth. And I said, I had a podcast. And then he said, oh, and I kind of told him what it was about. He's like, you know what? Honestly, like my good friends, they have a podcast about kink. Do you guys know who I'm talking about? Because I can't even remember his name. Is this? Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, do you want yeah. me to? Do you want me to yeah. beat that out? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We can beat that out. Um, even though he'd actually love it. Um, that's awesome, though. Yeah. Okay. That. Okay. So he <gasps> told me about you guys, and I was thinking, like, okay, that's kind of inappropriate for me to been like to be then like, hey, we've been wanting someone to come on and talk about kink for like ever. Like, can you hook me up with your your friends, you know? And I'm like, that's inappropriate. So like, we kind of started talking back and forth. And then he opened up to me that he's kind of like exploring that side of him Mm -hmm. and that he would like, he, it got kind of like sexual in that he was just trying to let me know, like he wants to explore like threesomes and Mm -hmm. um, like some things and I, I am vanilla 100%. Like I am very vanilla. I grew up conservative Christian. Um, I, I like vanilla for now. I'm open to like exploring things in the future, but I personally, where I'm at in my life, I could, I just threesome is just doesn't feel comfortable to me. Okay. I get it. Non-monogamy. Um, I, I, for me, that just doesn't work at at least right now in my life. And so I also struggle with casual, which is interesting because I'm in a casual relationship right now, but, um, I don't like feeling like I'm used for sex. Okay. Mm -hmm. So here's the background. So he and I are talking and he kind of shares that with me and I didn't want him to feel like shame at all for like what he wants or sharing that with me. So I said, thank you so much for opening up to me about that. I said, you know, I'm going to be really honest with you. Like I, those are things that I, I can't see myself doing. Um, Mm -hmm. And then we kind of talked about, well, I guess that's, there's kind of an end game then, right? Because, you know, he wants that. I don't, we would never be, there would be resentment or, you know, unsatisfied Mm -hmm. or whatever. And of course this is all through messaging. Like this is a very, very deep (laughs) conversation for like never having met. Yeah. So while we're talking though, I'm over on Instagram, like looking you guys. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) So anyway, so we agree. We come to the, basically I sent him a message the next day. I said, listen, you're cool as shit. um, And you're really cute. But I think it's better if we don't meet because it's, you know, I don't want to get attached to you. Like you seem really cool. Yeah. And then like, and then we know that it's not going to work out. And he was respectful of it. And I said, would you be open to maybe staying in contact in case I change my mind or in case you're out here and we want to meet up for coffee? Yeah. And he was like, <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear this what he said. This is the best thing. He goes, honestly, I guess I'll just have to be the one that got away. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. 
I kind of respect that. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, now. I love that. Like, that I, sounds like I something don't, you'd say. Like, yeah, I'm like, if that makes you feel better. <laughs> what? Yeah. To you. That's hilarious. I love that. So anyway, oh what's, what's even funnier is, so then I was like, okay, no worries. Totally understand. We stayed matched because I'm not like, I don't care. And then he messaged me like three days later with a picture of his dog. Oh yeah. His dogs are cute. Yeah. Great dog. <laughs> and I didn't respond because it's like, you already said no. Yeah. Don't go back and then message me. And then he deleted me. So anyway, <laughs> if you're listening, I think you're a great person. And, um, you know, I've had other men in my life that I would say maybe more so would be the ones that got away. But like, if you want to think that, <laughs> you know, if that makes you feel better. That cracks. And this also, poor guy who actually also, hooked you up with Mickey Cam- and also like, thank you. No I know. Yeah. Thank you. So anyway, so when I messaged you guys, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. So thank you yeah. for being here. Thank you. I love that story. I want to go ask. I love that. That's how we connected. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so like I have the the podcast, I have it on my Bumble and like, I can't, I do it because I'm like, okay, that's an easy way for someone to just like quickly look up like my stuff and like get to know me. Um, But that's also been kind of a detriment because then guys will like listen to too many episodes and then like they go and knowing all this stuff about me and I don't know shit about them. Yeah. What I was going to say was all the time I get guys that are like, this is a really awesome like grassroots marketing technique you're using. I'm like, no, I'm here to actually date people. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm not here just to like show people my podcast. Like I'm here to date people. I just throw that on there so I can be upfront about it. Yeah. Anyways, I'm definitely going to go talk to him. And he's a really cool guy. Very respectful. Oh, I'm sure he is. Yeah. He'll, he's also a Pisces by the way. Oh, that's probably why we connected. And obviously like I'm just roasting him, but I I think he's a really cool guy, but it was like just too, it was too easy of a roast. That's, That's hilarious. Funny. I'm gonna I'm gonna give him some shit for that one too. <laughs> <laughs> the one that got away. I love it. Um so so kink is like this huge topic, right? And like you mm-hmm. guys cover so much on your podcast, and like we've had some guests on ours who have talked about polyamory. Okay. But, but we haven't talked about like kink specifically. And I, I don't know if this is a good place to start, but yeah. Like, what are some of the like early experiences you all had that like kind of like opened you up to this world? And sometimes it's like a thing of like, wow, I didn't know that that was a thing, but like, I think I'm kind of turned on by it, like sort of thing. So like, yeah. is there anything that sticks out for the two of you? So I think for the both of us, um, which I know it's probably a little cliche, um, yeah. <laughs> but we read Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, um, I know. okay. And this was back in like late high school, early college, I think it was. Yeah. And somewhere around that time frame. Anyways, and I read it and I was Freshman like... Freshman year. Yeah. College. And I was like, I like this. And back then... <laughs> Um, back then I didn't explore it too much, like physically, but then like I started reading other books that had kind of like kinky themes in them, like, um, a reverse harem fiction, fantasy fiction, like a lot of fiction books that had aspects of kink in them. Um, and, but it wasn't until about probably four ish years ago that I actually started exploring it more, um, kind of began with a partner that really enjoyed, um, like very intense choking. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I love to be choked. I love impact play, those kind of things. So for me, and this is Nikki here, by the way, cause I know sometimes we sound a lot alike. Um, <laughs> but yeah, for me, once, 
once him and I kind of started playing with that, it really opened the door to like all the other things that I wanted to try out. Um, and of course, like I kept reading books too. I would say like the like real exploration began about like a year and a half ago um, when I just became a lot more forward about wanting to try some of these like kinky things. And now I feel like I've gotten to a point where like I really know what I like and enjoy, what I'm willing to explore. Um, but yeah, it all for me at least began with books and reading fiction that got me turned on. And like I remember one specifically, there was a book, um, one of the characters liked knife play quite a bit no. and i always talk about knife play and i promise it's not my only yeah. um, personality she talks about it's not my only personality trait but like this guy in the in the book he, this um character really liked playing with knives and so like him and the girl were having sex and they like had a knife that they were playing with like running it along the body like sensation play all these things and as i'm reading it i'm like why is this turning me on like i don't know why i like this and so then when i brought it up to my dog Moms, um, they're like, well, let's try it. And it was like Niagara Falls the second they pulled it out. <laughs> of course, it's like something I'm like, I only trust the two of them to do it. It's not like I would give that opportunity to anyone, but like, it's really cool to like read about something, you know, it really like does something for you. And then eventually you get to try it out and you're like, yep, okay, this is a kink. So that's my okay. experience. <laughs> I feel like there's so many questions within <laughs> what you just said. But Cammie, do you want to go first? How did you get into it? Well, I mean, very like almost carbon copy like experiences, Nikki. So I I was the first one to read Fifty Shades and mm -hmm. then I gave the books to Nikki. But I read the books and then at the time I was with this partner and I told him, I was like, I really want to try like some of the things in this book. Now, of course, like I was in college and like I didn't really know what I liked my sex life literally began at 18 so i would have him like put me over his knee and spank me <laughs> and he he thought it was so weird i was like just try it with me like just a few times so we like we gave it a shot and um yeah he would he would put me over his knee it was minor impact play and then i i was always the big reader mm -hmm. i loved books and I, I was the one that introduced Nikki to reverse harem fiction. Yep. I love reverse harem. There's just so many different, like, uh, just facets of it. Wait, so can, I, can you explain reverse harem for us? Can oh, you define yes, it for sure. our yes, audience? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So rever reverse harem fiction is basically, um, I'm going to be a little bit of a nerd here, uh, but it's basically like where you have like one girl and multiple dudes fall in love with her. Now, usually... Like for it to be called reverse harem, it has to be more than two. So it's not going to be like a triad or yeah, like a love triangle. It's got to be like three plus men. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you also couple in the fact that they're like saving the world. So, you know, it's like fantasy or like they're all vampires or mm -hmm. maybe they're werewolves. And, you know, so or they look, you know, like biting kinks, all that. So it's, it, it can go like really deep and mm -hmm. I absolutely love it. So like, especially if it's like urban fantasy, high fantasy, epic fantasy, where it's like, you know, action and adventure coupled with a lot of hot sex and it's, you know, three, four five dudes and this girl and they all love each other. And sometimes, and my favorite is when like some of the dudes in the harem are also in love with each other. Mm-hmm. So then there's like guy on guy play. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So 
That's yeah. how it got started for me. And then I would say about a year ago, um, I started seeing this guy and we kind of like started out like top bottom, like heavy top bottom. And then we went into like dom sub to and describe or to clarify the difference between like top bottom dom sub. So like when you're in a, a topping or bottom situation, um, so obviously you have like the person on the bottom who's like receiving and the person on the top, this is, doesn't have to be physically top and bottom or like, you know what I mean? But and then the top is the one like giving. So, but the, the key here is the bottom is able to give the top instruction. Mm -hmm. So for example, the, the top, the bottom can say like spank me harder, you know, do this, do that, whatever. And then the, the top takes those or does those commands, whatever that looks like when it's more dom sub dominance and submission, um, you kind of lay out the groundwork before you enter a scene. And then from there, like the dominant, um, you know, will, will do whatever they want within the boundaries that is laid out by the submissive, but doesn't necessarily take instruction. Like as a submissive, you're not giving instructions or anything to your dominant, if that makes sense. Yeah. The yeah. sub just kind of complies, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Serve. Well, <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. I'm a yeah. big service sub. So yeah. And I mean, there's, there's different types of, of dom um, sub, like multiple kind of, categories within that as well because you have like master slave you have like a daddy dom and a little girl or you have um, bratty subs bratty subs like there there's a whole pets yeah there's many ways that you can do dominance and submission so yeah okay yeah. wait d describe pets okay so pets <laughs> and you're both your faces <laughs> you it's just though it like and actually snapchat um did an article on a dom sub pet oh i didn't pet, know that yeah, yeah um oh i'll have to go look into that like and it was that's actually why very they interesting. their filters like their pet filters that's no, 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 oh, i don't no, know no. like they did a story on it you know how like oh. snapped oh <laughs> oh i was like I see that. that could be cute um but um no so as a pet you have your master or your mistress or your, like owner um but it can go like if you're like super heavy into it, like where you do it like 24 seven. So people go as far as like cages and, you know, um, pet beds, you know, wearing leashes, collars, leashes, collar, wearing ears, wearing tails, mm -hmm. which butt plug tails are super fun. They're I have so a bunny. Cute. I have a bunny tail butt plug that I absolutely love. Um, but pet play is kind of like yeah. kind of tying into um, like you're personifying like a pet situation. So like yeah. you're a little kitty or you're yep. like a little puppy and like your owner is taking care of you. So um, I think they can be very endearing situations. I don't have a lot of experience with pet play. I did meet a submissive once um, who liked to be like a kitten. Um, and it was the funniest thing because like she would like just rub all over me and purr and i thought that was like the funnest thing ever like she was just so cute in the way that she did it but yeah it just kind of plays into you know as your owner they they're taking care of you and then as the pet you're you know just kind of like in the way that your pets act you know whether they're nurturing or just obedient those kind of things so that's pet play you guys are cool as fuck <laughs> <laughs> well so and like here's what's so awesome too to me is like I love that it started from like reading like fantasy for for you know you two and probably for a lot of people right because like what we're talking about is is just like imaginative play mm -hmm. right and like yeah. when we have sex like we're looking for like this feeling of connection and kind of like escaping ourselves and escaping our normal reality and so if you're someone who 
is very like timid in life. Like it would make sense in your fantasy life that you're like, yo, I want to like drag mm -hmm. someone around on a leash and like, yeah. you know, or like whatever it is. Right. And like vice versa, if you're someone who's always having to be in charge and like call shots and stuff, you're like, yo, can someone like spank me and like tell me what yeah. to do? Oh, absolutely. Um, a lot of times you'll find the the biggest subs out there are usually like leaders of the world. Very dominant. Really? People. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. saying they're just tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, I guess like that's what I love about. And yeah, you're right. It is fantasy. And that's what I love about my subspace is in my subspace, the entire world just falls away. Yeah. And, you know, my one focus is just, you know, pleasing daddy. And it's, you know, like... Uh, it's like escaping. It's like going yeah. into another realm is how I describe it. Yeah. Well, to your point, also what I was going to say for me in my day-to-day -day life, I am very type A. I'm very controlling, um, very she kind is. of dominant person. On top of that, I'm very fidgety. I always like to be moving. Like ask Cammy, my leg is like constantly like da -da 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 all the time. Like, Stop. Yeah. <laughs> and this is why I love knife play. I have to be completely still other because when they're dragging like the knife along because i don't want actual like cutting like it's just it's just a sensation of it like the sensation of it being run along your body and of course i don't want it to cut anything i'm don't do blood so what i love about knife play it forces me to stay still absolutely still and like cannot move a hair so all my focus goes on that and it just puts me into the space where like i forget all my anxiety i forget all my worries of the day like everything that is on my mind just like is absolutely gone and i'm just like in this space where like a it's pleasurable because i like the sensation of it b like i just feel like at peace and calm and then c i'm just like focusing on this thing that i'm doing so it, it absolutely is like it takes you to a different realm it's, it's a fantasy world and when you enter it with a you know it's a space that you enter with someone it can be very like intimate nurturing exciting thrilling healing thing so yeah so some people like choose meditation to like mm -hmm. be still and you're like no i want you to take a knife over my body <laughs> i tried meditation i cannot sit still during meditation so yeah this is the this is the extent i've had to take it to <laughs> i actually i love meditation i started yeah. meditating in january and it's like one of the best things yeah but then it's like i think of like when I meditate and then when i'm in my subspace and it's almost it's very similar in a way mm -hmm. mm -hmm. like yeah. The world well, falls away. It's very nice. Yeah. I mean, and I think like, I feel like being able to sort of like take on a role or take on a persona and like fully like lose yourself in it is, is an incredible feeling. And like, so like, mm -hmm. why not do that? Right. And it's like, um, and I think for me, like I'm pretty vanilla too, but like, and I, I like enjoy like a little like light role play stuff, but like listening to YouTube, yeah. I'm like, why don't I just fucking go for it? Like that's, you know, <laughs> do like, it. just like, yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. It. Go find a, a dominatrix. Yeah. See, and just <laughs> explore a little bit. Why yeah. do you assume that I'm the sub? No, oh, I mean, I'm not, I'm saying, I'm saying no, I mean, you're one right. of the best I'm ways just, to learn. He's like, yeah, actually. Yeah, I am. I am. I am. You're right. I'm just, I'm just asking. <laughs> I, 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 I sense the nurture in you. It's like, yeah. you want to be taken care of. I got you. But I'm, mm, what is I'm saying true? is a dominatrix can at least, she can show you how to do submission or how to do. Yeah. Um, well, so I, I will say that the sort of the submissive stuff that I've played with, with partners before that I've really enjoyed is kind of like, um, 
it's sort of like tease and denial stuff and like mm. like a little bit of like you know like orgasm control stuff and like edge play yeah. edging yeah, yeah edging and like but even like just like over time where it's like where if we're like fooling around or having sex and then like if my partner's like yeah you're like you're not allowed to come today um oh. and then like then that's fun because it's also like i'm like how much do you want me to be like all over you because yeah. you can like, yeah. like it's like a dial you can like dial up or down like if you really want me to like be like all up in your business then like don't mm -hmm. let me come for a while and i promise i will be like pestering you um mm. you yeah. might like a chastity belt yeah i so i've now i was gonna ask have you guys ever like done like a cock cage with anyone or anything like that i had um a I don't know how to describe it. Um, I had a partner that liked to wear a cage. I never put it on him. Um, he like, and we didn't play with it too much. I just know it's something that he liked. We've interviewed someone that plays with a cage quite a bit. It's not somewhere I have a lot of experience, but I'm starting to learn more and I've become more and more curious on it. Um, and that partner that I did have, I did ask him recently if he wants to explore it more. So we're, we might go down that route. Um, but yeah, I think they're very intriguing things. I, yeah, I don't know. I think it'd be fun. Um, we, when we interviewed the male submissive, he, he loves his chastity belt or cage. And he, you know, it's really big in his, you know, role as a sub for his dom. Um, and he'll wear it for days at a time. Yeah, like, he'll wear it for a, a, a while. What do you say? And, five days, six days? Yeah. Yeah. And he says it gives him like a huge energy boost. I don't know. Oh, you can pee through it. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. He's yeah. just like urinating all over himself. No, I think he can no, still no, no, pee, no. but it, it, just, it makes it so. <laughs> no, yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I know. So like, you can't. You get guys are taking me stuff, way right? too seriously. <laughs> no, but, I'm like, it was a joke. It was a joke. <laughs> but but that is cool that like you said, um, it gives him this like huge energy boost. You know. Yeah. Really well, and I think, and someone mentioned this to me. I think men, if you don't come like if you for like a few days at a time makes you more like, productive yeah it gives you it makes you more productive like holding that testosterone in apparently makes you more productive i don't know i there, mean it definitely, well i mean like if you like when dudes come like they get pretty lethargic like immediately <laughs> afterwards <laughs> that's right? true yeah and that's so, very true yeah and so i don't i think I, but i think that maybe the same is true for women if you're like getting worked up without that release like you're gonna have some pent-up energy in you, right? yeah yeah I could see that. So what actually drove you guys to start a podcast? Um, so my marriage has been non-monogamous for about four-ish years, a little bit over four years. And so I don't know. I just out. Uh, actually, how it really happened was I, Kimi and I were talking. I had a guy over and Kimi and I were talking um, about something like dudes in our roster or whatever. And we were making a joke about trading dudes, even though we've like never touched the same penis, let alone like kiss the same guy. Uh, it's like a hard limit for us. But anyways, and so we were just joking around about this. And the guy that was there, he was like, you guys should start a podcast about this. And we were like, haha, yeah, no. Um, and then a couple of weeks later, uh, we were out with Kimi's dude and his friend who uh, produces podcasts. Um, and he's on some pretty big shows. Anyways, and we were like, we had mentioned how one of the guys um, had said that. And he was like, oh, y'all should absolutely do it. He was like, here, I'm going to put you in touch with my friend who does editing. Um, um, talk to him and then, you know, go forth. And then we were just kind of like, 
okay, sure, let's do it. Why not? And then I like talking about these things. Like Kimi and I literally talk about it all the time, our sex lives. Um, we're very open with each other about that. Like, I don't know if that's like normal for siblings, but like at least for the two of us. And Kimi brought up a really great point the other day. We know so much about like each other's like day-to-day lives. You know, when you catch up with friends, you're like, hey, how's it going? Like, how's work? How's work? How's the dog? How's, you know, like how, what things are going on? Well, we already know because like we're in each other. We're so integrated in each other's lives that like, when we're together what we talk about is like you know the deep shit yeah the very deep shit we're like why are you feeling this well the other day i had sex with this dude and then afterwards i was crying and i think it's because i miss you know like whatever that looks like so we always have like these very deep conversations about love sex relationships um and so we like sharing that on the pod we like talking about the things that we learn we like sharing our experiences with each other and then we were just like well let's just share it with the world and help others maybe find a little inspiration or learn a few things that from like what we've learned along the way obviously we're not experts in any of these fields but like we've put ourselves like in a lot of situations where we learn these kind of things and we just kind of wanted to share what we learned along the way it was yeah. funny because we were at this little cafe in New York um, last weekend and there's two girls sitting next to us and they're talking about their jobs they're talking about like, you know, their friends, whatever. And then this couple sitting next to us or just having small talk. And then here are Nicole and I like deep diving into like, well, yeah, into Kimmy's my, attachment issues. My attachment issues and the couple next to us, they're like, that's great advice. Yeah, they were like, that's very wise conversation there. And they were like, you should take her advice. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> Someone. Oh my gosh. But yeah. then it was like, but that's like, that's what made me realize. I'm like, because these two girls were just talking about, you know, just mundane topics. And then I'm like, you and I always have, you know, such yeah. deep conversations anywhere, like anywhere, anywhere, uh, just because we, you know, we're so integrated in each other's yeah. lives. So, so. We're, we're the same way. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I love that. I think yeah. that's great. I think that's amazing. Yeah. Your response. Um, now, Nikki, are you a pilot? I am. Yes. Okay. And then, Cami, do you do anything? Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> I said, like, other than the podcast. What do you do? Um, <laughs> so. So, and Cammy, you're just pretty much like worthless, right? <laughs> you just you just take up space, right? I do, I do. Yeah. Uh, actually, it's hilarious that you say that um, because I literally quit my job two months ago. Oh, um, congratulations! <laughs> That's so exciting. You're part of the Great Resignation. I'm so psyched for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, fuck oh, yeah! My, Everyone should quit their jobs. Everyone should quit their jobs, and we should revolt right? against capitalism. Let's go. Anyway, sorry. I'm with that. Well, yeah. no, I just I you know I had I was in one position. I'm usually like. In, in events mm -hmm. um but once COVID hit i ended up having to pivot so i was a business manager for two dental offices not my passion so i was like i'm gonna leave this job i started with a startup and i loved the job itself but then the my boss was not the nicest person to me so i was like okay i'm leaving um so then now i've been going through like a career reform as i'm doing the podcast and then my sugar mommy here um <laughs> makes it possible so yeah i take up nice. space <laughs> for right now that's great. someone please hire me um yeah, yeah. i, I did that. i did want to take like a mental break for a little bit yeah so. absolutely yeah yeah totally get it i mean we're we're you know like we're doing it too i mean i'm living with my parents right now because of the pandemic yeah. and yeah you know we work i work on hard on this podcast and 
Jared's, you know, trucking along at his job. Yeah, just grinding. <laughs> Love that. Um, so, okay, so I, I feel like we talked about this, but um, I think you guys shared this for you, but probably a lot of our audience, like Leanna, is sort of like kink curious. Okay. Right? Of like, well, you know, I've always been sort of vanilla and like, so like what, like what advice would you have for someone who's in that space? Who's like, oh, I'm wanting to kind of like explore and maybe broaden my horizons a little bit. Like, where would you tell someone to start? A hard place just because there's so much within kink to explore. And, but that's also the beauty of it too, is like, I think there is somewhat something for everyone in kink, even if you don't consider yourself like super kinky. Um, I mean, even like, you know, a foot fetish is a kink. Um, those kind of things are like, if you like being, you know, if you're like, if you like your ass hit during play, like that's, you know, borderline, like very uh, beginner impact play. So what I would say now for very, very, very beginners, there's a thing called the BDSMtest.org, um, which is, I think, a really fun place to start um, just because it asks you a lot of questions about things and makes you I, think. Yeah, it makes you think. They're like, would you like this? And then you have to be, you know, sit there and be like, well, you know, maybe, maybe not like this. This sounds curious to me. This doesn't. And then towards the end, it gives you your results. Um, and so like, and it lists out the kinks based like on the results, uh, which is really nice. I like the format that they use. Um, obviously, once you get into kink and you start learning everything, like that test kind of doesn't become necessary for like, but for brand new people, I think it's a really good way to start. But the best thing I can say is just like, find safe spaces to explore those things in. So whether that's like, you know, a certain person or whatever, and um, do. Because as much as I loved reading, you know, about kink in the beginning, and as much as I loved, you know, kind of seeing all those fantasy books kind of lay out a variety of things, obviously, I learned the most through just doing. Um, and so and I've been lucky to find like really solid partners who I've been able to explore with. Um, it takes a lot of vulnerability, takes a lot of communication. Um, I think it's good to read some books, you know, as well, maybe because I'm a reader. Um, and obviously, there are podcasts, you know, like we cover kink, um, ask a sub is a really good one sub in the city um and then there are influencers too online so like on instagram there's the funny dom miss night eyes ask a sub has an instagram venus cuffs like there's so many resources out there where you can like at least see what certain or see what's out there and then just kind of see what you connect with um the male submissive is another one that we really like um so i feel like there are lots of resources for people to like get an idea of what they might be interested in. And then from there, take those things, start slow, start small, and just start exploring. That'd be my best advice. I would say, um, and Reddit, you can- Oh, Reddit too. I would yeah. say go on Reddit, find the kinky forums and see like now, granted, <sighs> Reddit is can be a dark, dark space. Well, I was going to say, I'm on the yeah. BDSM subreddit and sometimes it's a, it's an intense place. Yeah. So let me see if there's a <laughs> let me see if there's a beginner BDSM subreddit. But I, I or have, we could start one. That's a good idea. I'm sure there's great already idea. one. You I'm should sure start a great idea. You cut that part out. It's a it's a business <laughs> idea. Um, but anyway, um, I would say also look into if you can like and if you have the resources to look into going you know s somewhere professional to learn oh, yeah like there are kinky clubs in la 
Um, Kinky clubs and then also like pro uh, doms and uh, who do workshops. Yeah. Nikki's Mm. doms do. um, They do a variety of workshops. They do workshops on like um, BDSM. They do rope, shibari. Um, So one place is FetLife. That's another good place to start too because you can find events um, that are like kinky kind of events to go to. Uh, but then also a lot of, uh, the pro doms are there. Um, I'm a bit, or I love the idea of going to a professional for those kind of things, because obviously they're very well versed. They can teach you kind of like, um, you know, I think to me, at least dominance and submission, like it is an art. There's a way to like approach it. I think my submission and my dominance, I am a switch. Um, I do both. But to me, like those are those are parts of myself that are like a work of art that I continuously, you know, r- refine and and you don't give them build. away to just anyone. Exactly. So, so I like the the thought of using a professional just because like it can help you kind of learn in a very safe, controlled environment. Yeah, I love that. You know, I have a kink. Okay, Let's hear what it. is it? <laughs> I think I think it's a kink, but okay. I realize I realize this. I like the idea of the guy coming inside me unprotected with the possibility of impregnating me. Breeding, breeding kink. kink. Ooh, is, yes. it? is that something? Yes. A breeding kink. I, I love, I, oh, I have a breeding kink too. Okay. So I don't, because I don't want to be pregnant. Yeah. yeah. Same. But you, yeah, but you like to. But yeah. it's risky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and is it something about like the guy like couldn't help himself? Yes. Like right. the claiming <laughs> aspect. Yeah. yeah. I yes, love the claiming, claiming part like of it. Like claiming me with mm-hmm. your cum. And yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love that. It's not hot. Um, yes. And it is, it is. It's So it's called a breeding kink. I've heard it before called a pregnancy kink. And I don't, I don't like that one. Yeah, I don't, or pregnancy fetish, which I don't think. Now, fetish means you have to have it every time in order to orgasm. Kink means it's something that like can give or take, but you like to have it. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, breeding kinks are hot. I that's one that I discovered maybe two years ago. Something. Yeah, something like I that. I discovered that in college. Really? <laughs> 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 Probably not the smartest. Um <laughs> that's cool. but, but yeah, I actually I love that I just learned that there's like a like a Myers Briggs test for kink. It's like I know. Yeah, that's you like are, super cool. Yeah, you are twenty percent bratty sub. Or something yeah. like that. Right? And that's literally how it will like pull it up. Yeah. We always laugh because if you look at my test, it's like a stoplight. It's well, yeah. red, green. Yeah. So it's like there's the hard nose and then the hell yes. And then with Nikki's, it looks like, you know, opening a menu at a wing sauce, you know, place. It's like, <laughs> you know, how it goes like from mild to hot and there's all these little in-between colors. Yeah. That's Nikki. Yeah. Mm. So that's yeah. So mine would be like zero percent. Like maybe one percent. No, I don't know. We, we, we're gonna have surprised. to take it now and talk about it. Maybe you should next. take it. I yeah. think um, I. I think you should. Uh, you might surprise yourself. I surprised myself because um, I mean, even I took it what three like actually fairly recently, a year ago maybe six months ago, and I've been kind of in kink for about four years. So it's like. I took it way in and I knew there were a lot of things um, that I was interested in. So like, but there were still some things that were surprising to me. Um, So I I think there's, yeah, it's all, there's always more to find out about yourself. Cause I mean, it asks questions that like maybe you hadn't really asked yourself before. So then you're like, Oh, and then you think about it and you answer it. And then before you know it, you know, 20% Zetist. (laughs) So (laughs) (laughs) can I say something really quick? Okay. So something else that I've noticed is, so like what you were guys were saying about like, it is, this is very vulnerable, mm-hmm. like doing this stuff. 
And I already have like intimacy, vulnerable issues with sex anyway, Mm. which is why I think I haven't even tried to explore anymore Mm -hmm. because I haven't really found a partner that I like truly, truly trust. Okay. And what I've noticed is when I masturbate that the fantasies that I masturbate to are kind of like some BDSM stuff that I don't want a partner to do with me in like real life. Yeah. At least not yet. It's probably like you said, keen curiosity. It's there. You just hadn't found a safe space to explore it yet. And that's understandable. And maybe one day you will find that safe space and kind of unlock that part of yourself. Um, Like I said, I, I think... I mean, that vulnerability is very hard to find. Um, you know, we're both in a dating scene and so we know. Um, but I, it is a beautiful thing once you do find that with someone and it's so explorative. Like with my two doms, at least, I've been able to like uncover so much about myself um, that it really is like kind of surprising. And then you get to know those parts of yourself and get to know them even more. And it just, you know, it's like a new like version of you that you get to like learn to love. So it's really cool. I hope yeah. you find someone that makes you feel safe to explore it. Thanks. And I think that's, <laughs> yeah. And I think that's super cool, right? Like this, like repressed part of ourselves when, when we like open those things up and like mm-hmm. express them, like that can be like incredibly therapeutic, like oh, yeah. as a human. Yeah. Right. Um, well, and it's so interesting. I feel like there's such a spectrum of people because I've dated women and I've like, and I'll, I, I will typically, cause I, I, uh, I was, I've been a savage love reader since I was like 14. So I'm like a okay. savage, like, which is like the previous generation of like, you know, sex and kink, like people who are writing and talking about that. Um, he's old. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't look old. Yeah. I'm 41. <laughs> what? I yeah. know. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, y'all both look really young. Yeah. I thought yeah, like, maybe, like early Zoom 30s. filter. No, it's the <laughs> Zoom filter. Oh, really? Wow. Do, do you have a filter on? Actually, I don't know. I was I was joking. Okay. I was like, um, yes, who has filters? Because I look terrible right now. <laughs> no, you guys look great. Are you kidding me? You both oh, look fantastic. You guys are hot. Yeah. Oh, thank um, you. <laughs> My double chin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's so funny because like I'll ask women that I date, like I'll be like, so like, what are you into? And like so many of them like have no idea how to answer. Like they've never been asked that question. They've never like thought of that themselves. And they're like, I don't know, mm-hmm. just like whatever. And so then I'm like, okay, well, what do you fantasize about? Mm-hmm. And then some of them don't have an answer to that question. <gasps> wow. And I know, isn't that a shame? So what shame. I, so like a question that I asked that like, I think is helpful. I'm like, hey, like when you were like a teenager, do you remember like seeing a movie? Like there was like probably like a mm. scene in a movie or something where like a dynamic between two characters in maybe an inexplicable way, like really turned you on. Mm-hmm. And like, what was it? Like, was it that she was seducing him? Was it that they were cheating together? Was it that like, he was kind of like taking her like, or what? And like, usually that can like kind of kickstart people like thinking along those lines. But I think a lot of people like don't really explore these sides of themselves. Which yeah. Is well, and I think a lot of the times, you know, it ends up, you know, people are shame, like, you know, yeah. Maybe they feel shame towards it. They're like, insecurities. I don't know how, Yeah, insecurity. I feel like oftentimes what, what I tend to see is people go into kink later in their lives when perhaps they're a little bit more confident, you know, when they're more confident in themselves. Yeah. Being young and trying to do kink, you know, it, you, do, you do have to have like that sense of like um, self-love. Self. Yeah. I mean, so for me, this is a little soapbox of mine, but I feel like if you get to a place where you have you accept 
and forgive yourself, then you start to get to a place where you love yourself. And that's when you allow yourself to explore the things that, you know, maybe make you a little uncomfortable or the things that you kind of feel shame towards or whatever. Because if you're willing to be like, you know what, maybe it is weird that I like knife play, but I love myself and I want to give myself an opportunity to explore this. So like, it's the biggest gift that you can give yourself, right? I think to mm. to be willing to explore something for you because it's what you want to do. So, you know, put away the shame, insecurities, societal norms, all those things, like put all that away and just do it for you. Yeah. I like that you brought up the fact that like, you know, your fantasies, you know, during masturbation would kind of, you know, bring about like, oh, what do I want to explore? Yeah. I actually never. Yeah. I, when I masturbate, I have to have porn. So I like, I don't fantasize a lot. So. Well, but no, but then, but then that's the question. What kind of porn are you watching? Lesbian. Right? Lesbian. And she Lesbian bought, porn? And I'm, I'm not, I don't know if I'm bi. <laughs> So, and that's the thing. That's what I'm working on right now. I'm trying to like figure out like, what am I, what am I into? Um, you know, like other things that I want to explore. Cause I feel like sometimes I, while Nikki's like the one that like, oh yeah, sure. I'll try it. I'm the one that's like, I'm going to ease my way into it. Yeah. So some things I'm still discovering. Yeah. Sure. Mm -hmm. I, I don't identify as bi, but I would make out with both of you in a heartbeat. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, now you can only. I would one. make out with you too. See? Like I kissing, I, I like, but then when it comes to like other stuff, then I'm like, I don't. I need to explore more. So I'd show you what oral sex is supposed to feel like. <laughs> That's um, <laughs> Nikki loves to say that to other women. <laughs> So I was honestly, actually, it's probably true, right? Like I've never received oral sex that feels good ever, really, ever. Yeah. It doesn't feel good to me, and and maybe it's like like I, for me, like stimulation, like um, I'm on like a medication that like calms my nerves down, mm, right? Mm -hmm. And so I need a little bit stronger to like orgasm, so I always use a vibrator. Sometimes yeah. I can use my fingers, but it has to be me by myself in my little. Yeah. space it's Probably like very too focused. vulnerable to with yeah, yeah very focused um so i, I can barely feel it when yeah. they're going down on me mm -hmm. interesting yeah so I, I, will think say I might need like use like i might need tongue and fingers like using it at the same time somehow or like mm -hmm. yeah. using a vibrator while they're going down on me but then like some guys are weird about vibrators during sex which is unfortunately difficult. unfortunately yeah. unfortunately yeah. Yeah. That's why like that is your teammate yeah. Okay. I know. I Not know. your competitor. <laughs> I always, I have a toy bag that I bring. Um, if, you know, I get to a point where I want to like explore more with that person, I have a whole toy bag. Uh, but I will say like this for women, exploring women, I haven't always been good at going down on women. I've gotten a lot, I would say, at least recently, um, explored a lot more. But I have gotten to a point where I realize now, like, I love sex with women just because they know their parts and then you know your so you know like what the clit is where it is um you know like <laughs> things that feel good and so then like but not only that like there's no penetration really unless obviously you bring in like dildos and strap-ons and all that stuff so there's not a focus on penetration so then like there's a lot of focus on like oral and sensation and kissing and touching it's like two to three hours of like foreplay you know mm. because like you're not just like getting to this goal of penetration and then like that's it um so that's what i really like about sex with women because like it's just it lasts so long and it's like it's just so explorative and 
um, most recently I was uh, with a girl and we were both just kind of laughing about how you know, we were a little bit shy with each other getting to the point where we had sex. Like, it's easy to jump in bed with a man because you know what to expect. And like, you know, you're as a bi woman, if you've been with men primarily, you know, you know what to do. It's pretty easy. P and V, like you go at it, whatever. But like with girls, <laughs> it's a more vulnerable spot. Yeah, um, yeah. And so it took her and I like months. You know, we're usually with a guy like a date or two and yeah, we're probably having sex. Her and I, it was like a couple dates and like months of talking before we finally uh, hooked up with each other. But it was like the best experience. I think it was like three and a half hours long, like ridiculous. We both came multiple times. Like it was amazing. And it's just the end of it. We were both like, why didn't we do that sooner? Wow. And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we should have done that a lot sooner. <laughs> well, but so. don't you think some of why it was so amazing is because of like the buildup, right? And like, yeah. And the trust. Yeah. Yeah. We had a great friendship. Are you turned on right now? Did you? <laughs> <laughs> Are you? You asked the yes! best questions. Of course I'm turned on. What do yeah, you I'm do? Like, Are you turned on? Well, by the way, also her eyes like flicked down to my crotch, like for just a second. Yeah, hundred percent. Roll the tape back. We can roll. The Love tape. to have you as like an interrogator, yeah. <laughs> like at a crime scene. I could just imagine you interrogating someone. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I love. I'm getting Scorpio Mercury vibes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't have any Scorpio. No, Scor what's your Mercury in? Um, actually, I don't know. We'll look that up later. Yeah. I'm a Pisces moon. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah. So, okay. So another question that I feel like you all might get a lot is like, okay, so what do I, what should a person do if like their partner is like, hey, I want to try this. And it either feels like unexpected or you're not sure about it. Or like, mm -hmm. what advice would you give to people in those situations? So um, at least for me, like my, well, this is going to be very, this is not going to be everyone's cup of tea. Um, so like, for example, my husband and I, he's very, very, very vanilla. And I am not. Uh, so like <laughs> one of the reasons like or part of the, you know, the whole thing and like opening up our marriage was like, I wanted to explore that. And like, he was more than happy for me to explore with other people, um, but it wasn't something that we did. But he was like supportive and like, it was a good space. And, but I understand like non-monogamy is not for everyone. Now, granted, I've had a lot of other partners where I'm like, hey, you know, would you be interested in this? Especially as I'm meeting like guys or girls for the first time, I'm like, are you interested in this? And then from there, um, you know, just kind of see the response. I think if you're super kinky and your partner's vanilla, like just take it really slow. So like with the ones that are like, I would be interested in it, then like start out with like very light versions of, you know, whatever they're comfortable doing. But I think the key there is just like have a lot of communication so that you both understand like boundaries, what that's going to look like, um, just so that they feel more comfortable with it. But at and patience. Yeah. And patience. But at the end of the day, like, you really can't, you know, if it's not there for someone, like, don't force it. If there's at least a curiosity, explore it, but take it slow. Um, I know, for example, like the male submissive who we did an episode with, um, him and his wife, I think, you know, he's a submissive and and she he started out by like cross-dressing and um, things like that. And then it went into like, you know, pegging and chastity cages and all those things. But this is like over the span of, and they're monogamous. Um, this was over the span of what, like five, 
years, like it was quite some time that they've gotten to that point. And it, so there, it was just like a lot of patience and really kind of getting to a level of comfort where they could explore things little by little. Because I, I, he started out as like the one that wanted to explore kink. And yeah. then she was like, okay, you know, let's see how that goes. And then they took it very slow. Yeah. I would say if you're, ca- if you're casually dating and you're kinky and you know, you know, your kink, you know, you like to have it in bed, um, you know, or with your partners. Like if you meet vanilla people, if it's a hard no for them, just know that at one point, like there's going to be an impasse. Yeah. So, you know, just well, yeah. Like yeah. Going yeah. back to like how I found you guys, right. With yeah. guy. You know, like it was just straight up, like no, it's not. Yeah, gonna, you just it's not you have work. to have good communication, yeah. and I think yeah. that's great. And I think you know, understanding and knowing yourself, like, hey, this is not for me. Um, but also, like, you know, you seem very respectful of it. You weren't like judgmental, like, ew, no. like that. Right. And I think that's a, I think that's the biggest thing. If someone comes to you asking if you'd be willing to explore anything with them, I think you have to remember, like, they're being very vulnerable in yes. coming to you with this. They're trusting you. They feel safe enough to at least even bring it up. Yeah. Like, you should be nothing but respectful and kind and courteous when they do that. I remember there's someone we follow, um, and this girl, he does, like, a Q&A every, like, week or whatever it is. Um, and this girl was like, hey, my boyfriend asked me about a threesome. Does this mean that he's not interested in me anymore? Um, and, you know, group play, you know, that's a kink, very fun to explore, those kind of things. And he was like, I, I loved his response because it was about like the perspective of it. He was like, he's being open and honest with you about exploring something. He wants to have expansive experiences with you. Like, why are you immediately looking at it as if like, oh, I'm not enough for him, but rather like, oh, this is something that he trusts to do with me. How can we explore this together? Um, so perspective is a big thing there too. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's a shame that like how many people have ventured that with a partner and then the partner's been like, oh, you like that? Like, that's weird, you know, and like judge them and shame them and then just kind of like shut it all down. Yeah. Yeah. So I've had plenty of guys that say it's weird that I like being smacked across the face as I'm coming. And so like in those situations, I'm like, well, I like what I like. If you don't like it, sorry. Bye. Like, right. Yeah, right. There. Right. Yeah. So I, I, how, oh, go ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to say like, I think on the other end, like as long as there's respect on both sides, right? Like that person can be like, okay, you want to explore threesomes. I don't. And Mm -hmm. so then as a, as a partnership, you guys, like you said, like you have to communicate and be Mm -hmm. like, well, do we want to move forward or do we want to go our separate ways? And I think, or compromise um, or compromise. Yeah. Maybe like, you know, I don't know. Like a two and a half some. Well, I mean, it, yeah, it, it takes, you know, that communication also like finding your why, like if you, so, you know, when you go to someone and you're like, okay, I want to explore this and this is why, then maybe they can like, you understand. know, understand a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I think that's a big thing too. Yeah. Like if you want to go to, to your partner and be like, I want to wear ears and purr, you know, while we're doing it, are you okay with that? You know, they can ask why? And you're like, well, I think I'm a cat. It turns me on. It turns I fantasize on. about yeah. it and I'd like to explore it, you know? Yeah. Lots of ways to do it. Yeah. So h- how do you all manage this? Like, so you're both dating now, right? So mm-hmm. like, do you have things like very upfront on your profile and, or when do you kind of work it into the conversation and like, how does that go? I'm pretty open about it. Let me, I'm pulling up my Bumble profile. Cause I don't remember exactly what I have on it. Um, oh, here it is. Okay. 
So I have on mine switch, which switch means you're willing to do both oh, like yeah. dominance and submission. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I have the little black heart emoji and then the little chain emoji oh, okay. to show it's like dark kinky. Um, and then I put <laughs> ENM slash buy. Um, so, so people know, like you'd have to Google ENM, but ENM means ethically non-monogamous mm -hmm. and then bisexual. And then I have my twin sister and I have a podcast called double teamed. If you swipe right on her, please swipe left. Um, so oh, nice. <laughs> So like, I'm very, I feel like that's very straightforward. <laughs> very straightforward. And I don't mind being that way because like that's who I am. Like I'm sure of myself. Like this is where I'm at. I really don't want to waste anyone's time. Um, and I don't want them to waste mine. So I just want to be upfront about it. This is what I like. If you like it and want to explore it. And I like vanilla too. Like I don't need every single time I have sex to be, um, you know, BDSM or kinky. <laughs> um, do I like elements of it every time? I, I'd like to. But, you know, if that doesn't happen, it's fine. However... I need someone that's at least open to it and like, or doesn't shame it mm -hmm. um, if it's going to be a vanilla partner um, and for them to understand, like I have two doms, I have a sexual and emotional relationship with my two doms. Like, so I'm not monogamous. Um, I always say I'm a very large pill to swallow for a man. So mm. <laughs> pun intended. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I remember I said that to a guy once and he was like, well, baby, you haven't seen me swallow. And I'm like, oh, now I want to. <laughs> Can what about for you? Kat? Yeah, yeah, what does your profile look like? Well, actually, I'm not on the dating sites a lot. You just got off of them. You were like, before. I yeah. When I was at the beginning, and I tried. I even tried Field for a little bit, which mm -hmm. Field is a really kinky one. Um, terrible interface. Yeah. Um, you know, the app just lags like a motherfucker. Um, but you know, when I was on the dating apps. Similar to Nikki, I, now I wouldn't advertise that I was a sub. Um, usually I would just kind of, you know, feel out the conversation. Like if they're, you know, start talking about kink, see if they're kinky, you know, kind of that sort of thing. Um, but I would say like that was also when I was like also exploring my kinky side. So it was, it was kind of weird, but I do like to be like upfront or at least, you know, when I had my dating profiles, I would also put the same as Nikki. Like if you see her swipe left, like, you know, I, I kind of like to lay it out there, but I didn't advertise that I was a sub. I did on field though. On field, that app is more like, it's very kinky. So a lot of, I, I described it as like going into like as a puppy going into like the big dog park because everybody on field like knows their kinks yeah and mm. like all the acronyms you know enm cnc mmf mfm yeah. yeah all of them so it's like that helped me learn a lot actually but <clears throat> also a good app to like go into if you like want to explore kink but i i don't like the dating apps a lot i i don't that's actually how i met my dom i met him on hinge um mm. and then but i just I struggle well, with them too. I like what it. I struggle just... with the conversations and I'm really yeah. bad at small talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, same. So, but have you had the experience of like meeting someone like in real life and then, you know, like, oh, like we're kind of flirting, we're interested. Like, how does it work that way? Usually, usually if I'm talking to someone and I meet them in person, I will tell them really upfront. Like yeah, that, that's when I will be more upfront. Like, yeah. oh, I like to be a sub. I love kink. I love impact play. Like, are um, you into that? Are you into that? Yeah. So I, we're just very upfront people. I would say the two of us. Um, you don't say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me definitely. I don't hide a lot. Um, I don't like to, 
Yeah. And the more comfortable I grow with myself, the less I hide. So, and obviously now I have a podcast about it. So, you know. Well, I love that. And just to like, just kind of like wrap everything into like a nice little tied bow. But I think, I think what you guys do so beautifully is you like, you're like, Hey, the first thing is like, be confident in who you are, Mm -hmm. right? Like you have to love yourself and find that confidence and then like be open communicatively, right? Mm -hmm. Like be able to communicate with your partner and with whoever you're seeing or married to or whatever. And then when you feel comfortable, then if you allow yourself to be vulnerable, then you can explore these parts of your life, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that works in every other part of our lives too, you know, like just dating in general, finding a partner, um, you know, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Well, and I just love like what you said at the end is perfect too, of like, you know, like the more comfortable I am with myself, the less I hide. Like, I think Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I just, I hid those parts of myself for so long. Like in, in the years that my husband and I were monogamous, it's not that I really like struggled with monogamy, but at the same time, like I always just, it didn't feel, or I guess I should put it this way. When we got married, we were in the Midwest. Um, You know, the definition of a wife is supposed to look one way. And, you know, that's the, the woman that you come home to that's cooking and cleaning and wants children and, you know, uh, probably has sex for procreation and that's about it and all these things. And I really struggled with that. Um, and also like, and I always just question monogamy. I'm like, well, I don't know why it has to be this way. So like when him and I first started exploring it, like he gave me such a safe space to be myself and he never expected me to fit the mold of what a wife looks like to, you know, Midwest America. Uh, so that was a big piece of it. And so once I started learning and exploring those sides and like really loving them, I'm like, I don't want to hide this because I don't want people to feel the way that I felt when I hid. Mm. which was like, you just don't feel like yourself. You feel like shit. You feel like you're a fraud. You feel disconnected, you know, in conversations, you know, like things would come up, I remember. And like, people would joke about them, like whether it was something like kinky or threesomes or whatever. And like, I almost had to like pretend that like they didn't interest me because like I wanted to fit Mm. in with those people. Right. Mm. And I hated that feeling. And so I don't like, I don't think people should do that. I think people should just be themselves and as long as they're not hurting anybody and everything's consensual, like do what makes you happy and be yourself to the world. Like fuck what your, you know, what society wants, what your, your parents want, even like all of that, like be you for you, you know? So. I love that. Ah! I like to inspire. It, like when we get DMs, you know, I, I had a, a man DM me about, you know, how he loves being pegged and he found a, you know, a dom, a female dom to explore that with and he absolutely loved it and i just i i love getting those messages back from like having a podcast and like you know we have these conversations to hopefully you know inspire other people to explore their sides safely yeah. so when people do like it makes me so happy yeah, yeah. and they just and then when we hear about it i'm like yay like yeah, yeah. bring me so much Aww. joy well thank you so <laughs> much for coming on the show oh, absolutely um, we want to support you send our listeners to you where can we find you Sure. Um, so on Instagram, we always fuck this up because no, 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 I got it. I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got this on Twitter and on Reddit. It's at double teamed pod. And then if you're on Instagram and TikTok, it's at double teamed podcast. Uh, but you can find our podcast anywhere where you listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. And yeah, 
we're on the socials so come find us love it awesome thank you thank you guys we so appreciate you thank you you. yeah you guys are a delight absolutely i love love I need to know, like, where where do y'all reside? Yeah, where do like, I wish we oh, could. We live in out. Redlands, like an hour and a half from LA. Oh, oh my God! Why are we not being like in person for coffee or something? I, I know, know. Yeah. right? We should yeah. we should all do like a dinner or something. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yes. yeah, I would yeah. love that. Because you okay. you guys are in LA, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay, oh, we'll perfect. drive to Done. you because LA is cooler than. <laughs> I mean, I've been to Redlands. I, have I, you? I like Redlands. Yeah, yeah, I have. Oh, yeah. Where? Wait, where is Redlands? Uh, like San Bernardino. Oh, ish. Oh, okay. Ish. Yeah, but it's not. But it's not San Bernardino. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's yeah. It's like yeah, we go there for raves. Um, it's oh, a little really? Past that. Yeah, yeah. The NOS Event Center. <gasps> oh oh yeah. 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 Okay. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. That's super. Yeah, if you guys are out here for a rave, hit us up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, w- I would love to do dinner sometime. Wait, have y'all been to a sex party? Maybe we can all go to a sex party together. <laughs> I have not been to a sex party. Honestly, I'll I'm down. Okay. Yeah. I, mean, I would I think I would feel I think I would be nervous. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. it's overwhelming in the beginning. Yeah. I gotta watch. I love watch. I gotta watch mainly. Yeah. So Okay. Just, right. Well, like we'll 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 exchange contact information and yeah, make this sure. happen. Let's yeah, I'm excited. Okay. I want to meet y'all. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I know. All right, you guys have a great rest of your day and thank, thank you again. You. No, thank you guys for having us. Really, it's been a treat. We yeah, love it. y'all are amazing. Oh, <laughs> oh you too. <laughs> bye. All right, bye, guys. That was amazing. <laughs> thank you, Nikki and Cami, for coming on. Yeah, yeah. We cannot wait to meet you in person. Yeah, and like, also, I feel like I don't know. We should have them on again at some point. I oh, mean, for knows? sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And also go to a sex party. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna do the BDSM test, right? Yep. Okay. So we'll we'll let you guys know our results, our kink results on the next episode. Yeah, so stay tuned. Okay. Tune in for that. Yeah. All right. And then follow us on Instagram at Hello Goodbye Podcast at underscore Leanna Joan at the real Jared Rodriguez. Um, you can find our Patreon account, patreon.com slash Hello Goodbye Podcast, our website, www.hellongoodbyepodcast.com. We have a YouTube channel. We would love if you can write and review on Apple Podcasts. We've got merch, amazing merch. And um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, thanks okay. for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.